Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome back into the Horseshoe. This is Rapid Reaction is brought to you by Buyers Auto. It is Ohio State 66 and Maryland 17. Uh, somebody, I think, got that score pretty well nailed, nailed down throughout the week. Easy for me to say while I pat myself on the back. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. Five more touchdowns for C.J. Stroud, a defense that is uh, gaining a lot of strength and confidence with another uh, pick six, makes that four weeks in a row for the Silver Bullets, and uh, definitely a very different mood for Ohio State uh, than a month ago in this building. Hey, the Big Ten champions, four-time defending, they're looking like they are right on that track that they want to be to get number five. Yeah, they're going to have to keep getting better. I mean, that's just the whole point. Ryan Day said it at the beginning of the season. This team is so young, it's just going to be a climb. And, and now you get past Maryland, who's an improving team. It's not a team that's on Ohio State level. You get a week off, you go to Bloomington, Indiana, then you play Penn State, then the real season starts, and I think Ohio State's where they want to be heading into that. Yeah, I, I think he, he hit the nail on the head. You know, a lot of us got some bold predictions pretty close or some, some score predictions It's like predictions we had a good feel close. for what this Maryland right. team but, could do. I mean, when you Wait, were you saying seven banks had a pick? No, no, you were wrong, Tim. Uh, but, I mean, when you, talk about, <laughs> when you talk about the way that this team comes out and handles its business, it's now entering that, okay, Ohio State is back mode, where you have a team that's inferior, comes to, comes to the horseshoe, and Ohio State mops the floor with them, takes care of business, and goes home and feels good about itself. And now I think that when Ryan Day said after week one, you know, we've got one more week and then we can come up and take a breath, they didn't. They never got to take that breath after the Oregon game because of the way it, it just it played out. You didn't get to take it against Tulsa, against Akron, because of you're trying to make all those defensive switches. Now the bye week, you finally can sit back and be like, okay, wh- what else is there to evaluate? Take that deep breath, and then you can go into really you know, a second season now as you head into the middle of October. Yeah, two weeks ago, I thought the Big Ten East was looking like the beast, you know, and I even included uh, Maryland and Rutgers in that thought, like it, like Jeremy talked about, uh, they have gotten better. But when you beat those two teams, historically, the way you've beaten them for the most part, except for one glaring uh, exception there in 2018, which you still got into the above the 50 scoring-wise, which is the difference. I don't know what, I really don't really know what to make of Ohio State right now from the sense of, I think they've gotten a lot better. But you know, everybody's going to look back in retrospect and go, "Yeah, but you know, you're talking about Akron, you're talking about Tulsa, Akron, uh, Rutgers, and Maryland." You know, and, and I don't think that's really the way to look at. It. I think Ryan Day, boy, from conversations we've had with him, he seems to really like the trajectory this team is on, especially headed into a a bye an off week uh, when they can get some guys healthy, et cetera. And so I think they really feel good about. It. But you got to really, if if you're an Ohio State fan, feel good about the way C.J. Stroud is throwing the football. That's what stood out to me again today. I asked Ryan Day about this immediately after the Oregon game. How are you going to be able to judge this process over the four weeks? I included Rutgers in Maryland, and whether they are much improved or more talented, I think we can probably say they are, even though they're not even remotely on the same planet as Ohio State. They did what you expected them to do, but that doesn't mean that you can't see clear progress, which is all he said they needed to see. They had to grow up. A, young, a bunch of young guys, Cameron Martinez, I don't think had played a snap after they got through week two. 
CJ Stroud obviously had just started twice and had a banged up shoulder. We could go on down the list of Tommy Eichenberg and Cody Simon. Steel Chambers. You know, on and on, these guys who had barely played and got better. Well, they did get much better, dramatically so, in my opinion. And the other part of that, if you want to discount it, which is totally fine. Everyone wants to maybe wait past Indiana or even into Penn State, whatever. You can do whatever you want and evaluate it however you feel like. But this this team has gotten much better, and, and Vegas had doubts about what this team could do because you look at that spread for Rutgers and the spread even today at just 21, those are not normal Ohio State spreads when you know the difference of talent on those two programs. So the fact that Ohio State handled that as easily, again, you can take that for whatever you want with a grain of salt. To blow the doors off of these two teams the way they did, that counts for something in my book. Yeah, but the two two games that uh, Vegas betters people jumped on were Alabama today and Ohio State today is the favorite. I mean, that tells you some people are paying attention. Most people know the talent disparity between Ohio State and everyone they play. They just have to see the Buckeyes' very young roster stack performances on top of each other. I imagine with Indiana struggles, you'll see Ohio State probably be a 20-some point favorite on the road at Indiana, a team that last year was everyone's darling. So, I mean, that's going to change over the next couple weeks. But, again, it's all about C.J. Stroud. I mean, Ohio State has just some really, really special players on their offense. And all C.J. Stroud has to do is not mess up. He's doing more. And, I, that would be I, a, I, I my point is, my, my point is that he, that's all he has to do. Yeah. But he's actually going out there and elevating not just himself, but the rest of the offense, throwing the ball with anticipation, uh, making plays with his feet, finding a way to extend plays, and, and really just – absolutely shutting the door on all any of the controversy that people wanted to start up a, a few weeks ago. I, I think, think it's, it's called a awesome. non-traversy. You should mint that term. That Noise. pass to Garrett Wilson over net corner for the first touchdown. Did you see that? Fourth down play. Yeah, man, we, we saw, we had a picture of you watching that play. Yeah, that was but, a beautiful throw. But that was big time. I mean, there were several big time uh, passes today by him and, you know, We've been through that whole deal about people questioning this and that and the other. Should Cal McCord be playing, et cetera? I, I just think, like he said, he's been supernaturally, supernatural healing to his right shoulder, which right. is – I wanted to press him on that, but we maybe we'll get him this week and say get him to f- explain exactly what he's talking about. But clearly, he's a different throwing quarterback than he was – I was going to say not against Oregon, 484 yards, but uh, – uh, Tulsa. So. Just, yeah, just so much more on point. Yeah, and when you – you know, I – I want yeah, to talk Tulsa. a little bit about, you know, you say that it's just Rutgers, it's just Maryland, but, like, these are teams that have hung in there with, with decent teams, and I'm not going to say that these teams are incredible or ranked opponents, but, like, you're trying to to match yourself up against the best teams in the Big Ten East. Rutgers did pretty well against Michigan. I imagine Maryland, you'll see Maryland do relatively well against a couple other of these Big Ten East teams just because the way college football is. And then you see Ohio State come out here and just make statements. And, uh, you know, it is just Rutgers. It is just Maryland. But when you see the improvements, you see guys flying around. You see the rushing totals of these past two teams. You see the way that that the, the secondary is starting to come together and play together and be excited for everybody. There are plenty of things to take away without anointing this team based on Rutgers and Maryland. You can still learn a lot about what's going on. And I think this team's trajectory is as, as big of a jump as I've ever seen from a week two type of team to a week six type of team and headed to a bye week feeling so much better than they probably even could have imagined yeah, they would feel yeah. after the Oregon. When I was referencing, it's just it's just Maryland, it's just Rutgers. I was just going, that's what the that's what the uh, lazy person is going to say about it. I mean, you can see this team, like he just talked about, you can see this team improving almost with every possession offensively. I mean, you can see C.J. Stroud getting better and, uh, and defensively, there's no doubt about the improvement. I mean, 
Maryland was missing a big-time player and, and lost another guy in the middle of the game, early in the game and stuff, but they, they play a little bit of offense, you know, and this team got after them with the exception of one drive, I mean, when it mattered. Yeah, the, the throw, I said this last week uh, after Rutgers, and the same is true today, even if you're just throwing on air, yeah. uh, you could see how much better C.J. Stroud feels physically. You can see the decision-making process playing out yeah, s- seemingly much more clearly in his mind. Uh, the confidence and, and swagger. I mean, when Ryan Day calls that fourth down throw early in the game to set the tone, it's because he has faith that C.J. Stroud's going to make that throw and that Garrett Wilson is very good. That's obviously part of it as well. The throw to Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, under pressure getting hit right yeah. before halftime, uh, the willingness to run, all that stuff is much better from C.J. Stroud. Is there anything, Berm, that uh, you would leave today concerned with heading into the bye? I don't want to say concerned, but I, I like games like this from an analytical standpoint because there are things you still have to grow from. The tackling is not good. The, the Buckeyes miss a lot of tackles in, in open space, and I don't know how that gets better without just extended reps, but especially I think they missed like 21 tackles against Rutgers and then the second team defense, the third team defense today. I know the game's over. Maryland's sort of, you know, calling it, you know, just phoning it in. Ohio State's phoning it in. But I think that's still a concern because you got to get these guys willing to tackle. And I'm, I want to say something that I don't know if I should. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Rapid but reaction is go. brought to you by Buyers Auto. I have a real problem with 33% of the fans leaving the stadium at halftime in a game that Ohio State has been waiting to put together after. You know, fans have a, this thing where they get mad if the Buckeyes don't play well and they boo. And then they do, and then they leave at halftime. In a, in same old, same old. In a beautiful day, probably the you know maybe the last nice day of the year for all you know. No, it's going to be in Ohio. We're going to be uh, wearing last shorts nice, in the big house. Last nice like football game <laughs> weather. I just feel like that team deserved for the effort that they put out there today. Deserved extended support, and I was a little annoyed they didn't get it. But I guess I'll probably get ripped apart. For well, it was even that. a crowd short of a hundred thousand again, ninety-nine something. You I know, mean, I, I just felt yeah. like it was it was kind of woeful on their part for a lot of people to leave uh, before the third quarter was over when starters are still out there playing. I don't know. I, I, His Twitter handle is at Berm. I just think uh, it's, the, I just think it's a bad look. I, I three it is a bad look. You can find him there. You guys can hash out those differences. Uh, I know I, it was hot. I know. I mean, I, I was out here. It was warm. I That's get it. There's a broiler over there. The East Side but, stands. Uh, I'm telling game. you, it, you, you want to, you want to make this into the most intimidating atmosphere in the Big Ten. You don't do that by leaving. That, today should have been a party the entire second half for Ohio State fans. Craig Young getting the interception return for touch. It was still pretty quiet. What if in they, there. Berm, what if they were worried about getting punched by Mike Loxley? I guess that's something <laughs> you have to consider. But I, I don't know. I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to be that guy. But I, I think that it's a, it's something that was annoying today. So you said something woeful. <laughs> Mike Loxley's woeful. I, I don't know what Tim's yet. got that's woeful. <laughs> you know what's not woeful? The Ohio State wide receivers. And oh, they're good, yeah. They I, good? I, I well, boy, just, that wasn't a question, but go ahead. I would just like to <laughs> I would just like to to shout them out. And I they don't need my my shout out or anything, but like, sure they do. when you talk about Jackson Smith and Jigba having over hundred yards and catching maybe the ball of the year from CJ Stroud on on over the middle, you talk about Chris Olave being I've coined him a wizard. And, and I think I'm going to stick with that. He, the way he makes plays, I think there's some sort of You heard that question I asked him, right? How, yeah, do you, how does Crystal Lobby keep getting wide open? It's got to be like witchcraft or wizardry. Yeah. I, there's no other explanation for it. because He, he owed C.J. Stroud the one because the one hit him right in the face. Yeah. That yeah. He, should he, have couldn't, be, he couldn't believe that the ball got there. Yeah. Yeah. It was and, such a dime. Yeah. And then you talk about Garrett Wilson, who 
just puts every single corner. I feel bad for Big Ten corners. They just put, get put in a blender repeatedly against Garrett Wilson because the way he runs routes, he is going to be just an incredible NFL receiver, and I can't wait till he's on my fantasy team. But, <laughs> but aside from that, like, C.J. Stroud has been great, but when you have the weapons that Ohio State has, you know, it's, it almost becomes normalcy that we just expect this out of these guys, and I think every once in a while there's moments where we have to step back and just realize how good the wide receivers are yep. and not just say, well, they're the best in the country. You have to actually think about what just how good they are and what that truly means. It is absurd, the talent that they have. And you talk about Emeka Ibuka and Marvin Harrison, and you're starting to see Ibuka do the things that he's supposed to do. Those guys are backups. And that's why it's absurd that so many people left at halftime. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, maybe it ties in then. <laughs> and uh, my cohort over here, as I even tweeted, you know, he called that little skinny post to, to Chris Olave just based on the way uh, – just based on the way Maryland lined up. And I asked Chris Olave yeah. about that play after the game, you know, and he goes, well, we saw that in practice all week. And, but Look how mad he is. Dude, how I, can you? I have, a, are, I have a thought. that. No, please, I'm not trying no, to No, I don't you. want to interrupt you guys. What are you talking he's, about? He's just, he's trying to pat himself on the back. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. So as. Well, he should. Okay, I know, but here's, I want to know. He this, called it. And anyway, he was not the only one. Here's what I don't get. He was not the only one. I was I was uh, kneeling down about the twenty yard line over there, next to one of the ushers or the guys who keep you uh, uh, inside the line. Yeah, yeah. And the guy, no joke, pulls me over. They're gonna score on this play, the Olave. And then that he goes, "Told you." Okay, so here's the question. No, no. Here's the question. How how come if I know that and the usher knows that? How come Mike Loxley doesn't know that? How come I never get to finish my point with my media? Because we're having fun. You're like Ross Perot. I'm not mad. I'm just I'm throwing it out there for people that uh, who are noticing that. But you're exactly right. Chris Olave knew it was going to be wide open. Ryan Day knew knew on Monday it was going to be wide open. They have a two deep safety. Whatever happened to the idea of deep is the deepest? Obviously, it doesn't have a part anymore in Maryland defensive football. And that's not even something to throw away. I'm just stunned that the, maybe the best receiver in the country just gets to run right through a defense and catch a perfectly well, thrown ball. They also just don't and you have called good it. enough Tony players. Romo, yeah. Tony Romo fashion. Um, Kerry Combs gets uh, the I'm game, exhausted ball, from that. game ball in the locker room. Uh, Tim and I both uh, went up to you know talk to him. He was loading up. I think he took about four pizzas yeah. to feed the Big eight family. kids. And uh, this guy, uh, you could tell what it meant to Ryan Day and uh, a few of the Ohio State defensive players to talk about that moment for him because this has not worked out the way that he wanted. I wouldn't say that he's you know 100% thrilled with the way that it's played out because he was betting on himself to be one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. Yep. Uh, you know That's why he went to the Titans. It's why he came back here. Uh, and that didn't happen. So nobody likes to be in that situation. It was a very public demotion and public uh, you know, humiliation in some ways, but he's handling it, uh, I think, quite well. The cornerbacks, and Berm, you can talk about the ones that he, you know, if people want to talk about Denzel Burke. I don't Wait, know let me interrupt you. That he would Did, be didn't here. you feel like Ryan almost choked up when he was talking about it? I mean, I, it, it was an, an interesting moment. It was, a, it was definitely an emotional moment for him. Denzel Burke, I don't think, would be here without Kerry Combs or a number of other guys in the secondary. Uh, you know, he's talking about the way he sees it from the press box. And Matt Barnes obviously deserves a lot of credit for a much more aggressive, you know, Marcus Williamson twice this week said, well, it doesn't feel that different. It looks different. And uh, this is working, and Kerry Combs has to still, you know, come with that same energy. Not everything you do is what you're meant to do, and that's okay. Uh, Kerry Combs is a great assistant coach. He is a great recruiter. He is an elite relationship builder. I mean, today, the five-star cornerback, A.J. Harris from uh, Georgia-Alabama line is in the building and watching. And as we're, as, you know, I ran up to the press conference there for a minute, and 
Kerry Combs' son is talking to AJ Harris's dad. Like they, he, they get it. They understand. Kerry Combs loves Ohio State. Yeah. He loves being from Ohio, and you know it hurts him. That humble pie hurts, but he's a professional, and it's what I talked about at Roosters last Monday. Like these guys, Al Washington, same thing. He's a Columbus guy. He's taking a, a fair share of licks. Yeah. His group is starting to get better. Matt Barnes stepping into that role. Larry Johnson continuing to just plot away with you know some veterans that hadn't done the job and now you start to see today Javante Jean-Baptiste making a lot of impact Zach Harrison again every game he's getting this close to one or two sacks those guys are making some plays and and it's building it's just building in the building 66 to 17 was the final Ohio State over Maryland they're going to head into the off date with a little bit of momentum we'll still keep rolling along with our coverage as we always do at Letterman Row you can subscribe as part of the on three network right now uh, for $10. If you sign up, you get that for a full year. That's three cents a day, Berm. It's a Love great it. deal. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. This has been Rapid Reaction. It's brought to you by Buyers Auto. Stay with us for full coverage of Ohio State all year at LettermanRow.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.